The Daily Rios, for Monday, September 10th, 2012. Boy, did I get some flack for Friday's 26 second episode or whatever it was, didn't I? <laughs> so, what happened? Alright, lots of things. There was a dinner party here at my place on Friday, and I spent most of the day cleaning and preparing for that. Plus, I teach on Friday mornings, and I had a meeting, and when I got home, I, I usually like to spend an hour or two just resting and kicking around on the web. So, I taught a class, I had a meeting, I was surfing, I was cleaning, I was prepping, and it didn't leave much time for podcasting. Now, I tried recording a few snippets of conversations from the dinner party in true podcast verite and true Daily Reels style, but they weren't the best recordings, and the good conversations occurred at times when I wasn't recording or when not enough wine had been poured yet. So I scrapped all that and deleted all those, and eventually my girlfriend and I snuck away, and I finally decided on what I would do for Friday's episode, which is what you heard. And with our, her help, I got it out there uh, in enough time that the West Coast hadn't hit midnight just yet. That's my rule. If the West Coast doesn't hit midnight, it's still considered that day of the Daily Rios. Um, by the way, my window is open in my room because it's been so beautiful here in Philadelphia, so you might hear some background noise. So the episode was released. I thought everything was all great. And then I proceeded to have a really bad asthma and coughing attack for an hour or so. Even if I wanted to do a long-form podcast, which I already was thinking about while the dinner was happening, I realized all during that day that I didn't have the energy for that. And that's ultimately why we got the short episode where I wasn't even heard. I don't know who out there has asthma or if you know somebody who does. If you don't, it's a little hard to explain, but I think of it as the feeling of almost drowning, but not in water, in air. You get really short of breath, and the air you take in is never enough compared to the amount of bad air, bad air that your body is trying to get out. And then you add to that what's uh, called wheezing or a tightness in your chest uh, or, or in your air tubes, possibly back constrictions. Uh, because your body is working so hard, it's working overtime to move oxygen into your system. Your lungs are working, your diaphragm is working, your ribs are crushing in, and that lack of oxygen getting to all parts of your body then causes your face to get pale, your energy depletes, it's hard to stand, it's hard to sit, it's hard to breathe, it's hard to think, and it makes for, it makes for not so much of a fun night. That attack was the first time my girlfriend experienced that, and it was the first really bad attack I've had in years. One that, at one point of the night, in my bathroom as I was looking in the mirror, I contemplated saying, fuck it, and just heading to the hospital. I know there have been times on the episode where you can hear a slight wheezing on intakes of breath uh, as I record, and I usually try to edit those out, but every now, now and then you hear one. And, and that's what all that is, right? That's, that's a, a symptom of asthma. Now, I've, I've had asthma since I was young. I think since I was 10 or so. And at the time, I, I assumed it was always exercise-induced. I was also allergic to cats for at least 10 years, so there's that. And back then, the asthma was treated with pills, and I rarely took them. I just felt 
but I didn't want to be beholden to medicine. So eventually I started on an inhaler, which uses uh, the, a drug that has albuterol in it, or, or maybe that's the whole component, I'm not quite sure. And that's the most common method of fighting an attack, an inhaler that you put to your mouth and you, you squeeze it and it shoots the medicine to the back of your throat. So I never really knew when I would get an attack, whether it was mild or otherwise, whether it was just shortness of breath. Sometimes I could do a whole show or a tap concert and be fine, but then I'd walk up a flight of steps or sneeze and boom, no breath. Just as many people always often leave their house making sure they have their keys or their wallet or their purse, I've always had to add to that list my inhaler for years, for years and years and years and years. And it would always go in stages. Sometimes I would need an intake of the inhaler once a day, sometimes once a week. It was never a regular thing, and I, and I hated having to constantly use it. I've wound up in the hospital a few times. Once I was over at my sister's house and slept on her sofa, and the fibers of the sofa, I think, caused havoc with my breathing. Uh, another time I was living with an ex. This would have been uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And I was having an attack overnight for some reason, and I couldn't wait for the pharmacy to open. So I cabbed it on over to the hospital here in Philly, and they took care of it. Um, there's an, a story, actually, during that time. I went to Jefferson Hospital here in Philadelphia, and, and the moral of the story really is always check your hospital charges on your bill. Uh, at Jefferson, so I was there waiting to get treated, and this intern or some other young doctor in training came in, and he started to randomly check off these things on his clipboard because he was so sure the main doctor was going, going to do all these things, this and that and whatever else. And one of the things he said was x-rays. And I quickly said, no, no, I've never had to have x-rays done when I've wound up in the hospital before. I know what it is. You know, I've had x-rays in the past. They, they know I've been diagnosed. It's asthma. Okay, I get it. It wasn't necessary. And, of course, he said, uh, you know, well, we'll let the doctor decide. And he left the room. Uh, eventually, I got my treatment. I saw the other doctor, the main doctor, and I left three hours later. And sure enough, when I got that bill, whenever I got that bill, because I, I haven't had health insurance for decades, I'm looking, and in there, in the charges, were, was a charge for x-rays. And there was, I had no x-rays done in that process. So I fought Jefferson so hard. I paid that bill, uh, wound up paying him, you know, little bits at a time because I was so pissed off. And when I got to the point where the bill was almost paid for, I just didn't pay for whatever it was the charge was for the x-ray. And I, I told him that I was not paying for it. To this day, I'm probably on a list somewhere in that hospital, but it was... There was it was never used. I never had an X-ray, and I was so pissed off. I used, God, I used to fight with them because there was no checks and balances. You know, all they had was the progress report or whatever it is, and that said I had X-rays. And I even fought them and said, "Okay, I tell you what, then you go find those damn X-rays and you show me that I had an X-ray done. And if you can't find them, then obviously they weren't taken. Ugh, it was a pain in the ass." Now, counter to this story, there was another doctor here in Philly where uh, I was looking for one just to do a checkup. Uh, again, I wasn't insured, so it was hard to find one that would take me. And this doctor, not only did she take me, but she, and, but she talked to me about my asthma from experience. She had as, asthma herself. And she talked about what I should do to prevent it. And she even went so far as to offer ideas on how to minimize it without the use of medicine. 
Imagine that. So she put me on Advair. Uh, if you know what that is, that's that's a, a asthma drug that you don't take when you have an attack. You take when you wake up or when you're ready to start your day, and it's preventative more than anything. You take it so you don't get an asthma attack. But you're supposed to take it once or twice a day, I think it is. Again, I don't want to get... I don't want to get addicted to this kind of thing, and I don't want my body to get used to that kind of drug. So I, I took it once a day. I think I might even take it once every three days because I didn't need it. She put me on Advair. Uh, it, it was what she was on at the time. And she also talked about other things. She, talked, she was the first doctor to talk about yoga, talk about Pilates, staying away from dairy, staying away from grains, red meat, fast food, etc. After years of having doctors just treat the symptom, she was the first one who tried to find a way to ultimately cure it. So anyway, eventually, in the beginning of 2008, I had just moved back to Philly and was only here for a few months, and I was living with a friend of mine. Uh, I was only here for a few months at the time. I would. This is the apartment that I would move into that I'm in now. Uh, so this friend that I was living with at the time... She suggested I try the Master Cleanse, and it was uh, more for weight more than anything else. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is. It's for 10 days, you drink a mixture of squeezed organic lemon juice, water, organic syrup, cayenne pepper, all the while drinking a dietary tea before bed in an effort to clear out your system and to restart your system and to loosen weight and reset your body, etc. So I did it, 10 days. I can remember doing it around the Super Bowl that year because I went to my parents and they had a pizza and wings night, and I just about ate my foot. Uh, but I did it, and I succeeded. I went the full 10 days. I lost 15 pounds. I didn't have any of the symptoms that they say that you get. I didn't get cramps. I didn't get hunger pains, no tongue coating or anything like that. By the end, my skin was great. My energy was there. I slept better. I felt better. I pooped better. And then, and then after almost three weeks went by, I realized that I had lost my asthma. It was gone. No inhalers needed, no medicine, no wheezing, nothing. I had no idea what happened. In all my readings of the Master Cleanse, it never really came up. It wasn't even something that I thought about, and yet there it was. My need to have my inhaler was gone completely. No lies, no bullshit. This isn't an infomercial. At age 35, I was off of the medicine that I had used since I was 10 completely. And I stayed off of it for at least three years. And if I felt that I had a tightness or I felt that same feeling of asthma coming back, my body took care of it, which is really what should be done. Now, it's only been since, since last year that I've felt the need to get an inhaler again. I don't know, maybe the beginning of last year or the summer of last year. But this time, I would get Primatine Mist, which is an over-the-counter $20 uh, inhaler that never really worked for me before, but for some reason, after the cleanse, after those three years, it, it worked, and it helped me in the very, very few times I felt that I needed to, to take a whiff, as it's called. But then, <laughs> they stopped making primatine mist at the turn of this year, and I, don't, I didn't know about it until it was too late. Otherwise, I would have stocked up on it, because now I look online, and those people who did hoard a whole bunch of boxes, are now selling it for $100, $150. They're selling it for far more than it ever was being sold for. But there are some people who probably need it. Number one, because it's cheap. Number two, because it was over the counter so that they didn't have to go to their doctor. Uh, 
because that's always a huge thing. That's always a huge issue. My family doctor is in Reading, and they have a policy that if you don't come see them for six months, you have to go in for a checkup before they will give you a prescription or anything like that. And while I certainly understand that policy, it frustrates me because I'm not one of those people that goes into a doctor for any little thing. I don't take medicine. I don't get the flu shot. I don't take antibiotics when I'm sick. Uh, I usually fight things on my own. Colds that take people weeks to get rid of, I can do it over a weekend. I don't get headaches, which pisses my girlfriend off. All I do is I go there because every now and then I need to get a prescription for my asthma just in case. And it frustrates me that they want to charge me so much uh, just because of their policy. You know, I don't know. Do they think I'm going to get addicted to asthma, to an asthma inhaler? You don't get addicted addicted to it. It's it's not whippets, right? It's, there's no high off of it. So that, that's that's something that always bothers me about my uh, my uh, family doctor's office. It's not even my family doctor. It's more it's more the secretaries in the office. Whenever I see the family doctor, he always says, "Oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you the lowest checkup cost because really all you're doing is getting a prescription." And so he gets it. So priming teen mist was a way to sort of circumvent all of that, but. It's now no longer in, in style. <laughs> so I've had, to have, I've had to get an inhaler. And here lately I was, I was running low. And my, my workout routine has reduced over the past few months. I'm not eating like I used to. It's a change of season. And I think having talked to just recently in the past couple days, ever since this attack, talking to my boss, who you know, she's also my good friend, and she also has asthma. She said, uh, maybe, you know, with the whole changing of the season and the changing of you, meaning me, because I'm getting older, maybe I should try some allergy medicine, seasonal allergy medicine. And she suggested Zyrtec. And, uh, you know, again, I don't like to be beholden to medicine, but that night, my girlfriend and I, we went, uh, went and got something to eat, and I picked up some Zyrtec, and sure enough... I haven't had to use my inhaler since then. And it's only been maybe two nights that I've taken it so far. I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to take it tonight. Um, I'm supposed to take it once daily. and But when I take it, I, I can feel that buzzing, that thing that you get when, you, when your body knows it's on medicine. And that's exactly why I don't want to take it, because I don't like to, I don't like to feel that. There's a strange energy my body gets. I mean... It puts me to sleep. It helps me sleep. It helps me um, breathe. And uh, I, as I said, I, uh, today I had a dance class. Today I walked home. I've been. I felt better. I, I didn't have to use my asthma medicine at, at class or after class. So it is working. It is, it is also probably telling me that I have allergies of some sort. I just don't want to take it every day. So I might. Maybe I'll take it one more day and then start taking it. Uh, every other day, and then every two days, and every three days, and eventually, hopefully, wean myself off of it. I think ultimately, I'm planning on doing a cleanse again because who knows if it happens again? Maybe there's something to that, and maybe it's something that people should look at for kids or whoever else. I don't know. We shall see. So, so that was my reasoning behind my Friday episode. I didn't I didn't plan on it becoming a medical Monday episode but there you have it. So the daily risk is back uh for this week and uh 
we'll talk about uh, some happier stuff in the coming days. All right. Thanks for listening. You know how to get a hold of me, Peter at the We'll talk soon.